Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome in to the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM, whether you're watching on YouTube TV, listening on iHeartRadio, Marquee, doesn't matter how you found us, just glad that you are joining us here today. We're coast to coast, as usual, Michael Lombardi out at his office in the East Coast in Jersey. I'm Stormy Bonantoni at our VEASAN studio in Las Vegas, Circa Sportsbook right behind me. Michael, I saw it was Chef Michael Lombardi, though, getting after it once again yesterday on the out. That (laughs) outdoor setup you guys have is so nice. It really is. It's kind of works out really well. Thank God, you know, that it was Bill Berman. He takes full credit for the idea. <laughs> and, you know, he's very good at coming over and uh, making sure that other people are invited, too. So it's no, it's great. It's summertime. You know, that's the best time and to enjoy the family, enjoy friends. So it's great. I, I, I love it. If there was some great sporting event, although we had the College World Series on, that was interesting last night. But, you know, we're in that dark ages, Stormy, where we don't really have a lot to watch when we're sitting outside. It's a little challenging. Well, a summer sunset dinner still is is hard to beat, especially when you have your girl over here at home on a couch eating a frozen pizza for dinner. So maybe uh, I, I need to get anytime. out there. We made pizza, too, by the way. We made pizza, too. You could have come over. We got the pe- We had the pizza oven going last night, too. So you were more than welcome to come over. I have a feeling one pizza was a little unlike the other in this case. So, yes, I, I've got to invite myself out there for sure. Um, if I get out to the East Coast. But um, you mentioned the dark ages. We will have plenty of creative ways to discuss the NFL throughout the course of the (laughs) next two hours. Don't you worry. I Um, pray. pray. We'll also be joined a little bit later on this hour by Brian Broaddus, host and NFL analyst at 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. The NFC East, one of the more interesting divisions in football. So get his perspective on what's to come from the Cowboys in that division. Also, our guy Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata. He'll stop by in hour two. And because you mentioned the College World Series, we don't talk a lot of baseball on this program by nature. Michael, this is an NFL show, but baseball is kind of having its moment right now between what we've seen in the College World Series out there in Omaha and all of those games with how close they've been. And then also in in Major League Baseball yesterday, we see the Angels with a 25-run performance, 25-1 win over the Rockies, and the Reds have been on this incredible streak, and that finally came to an end yesterday. 
Yeah, I mean, the Reds have been, I mean, they were on fire. It's so fun to watch them. I, I You know, when I was growing up, there was the big red machine with Morgan <laughs> and Bench and Rose, right? You know, and I've kind of lost touch with that, you know, and, and playing in that old Riverfront Stadium, but it's good to see. But I, I love the college world. How many jello shots do you think was go, were going on in Baton Rouge last night with that three-run, with that home <laughs> run to kind of seal the 11th inning? I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, that, that kid is almost like the catcher from Sandlot, you know. He kind of – portly-looking guy that's great player. What I found interesting, Stormy, I don't know if you realize this, but apparently the LSU team, when you add up the sum of, the, of the, what the players can receive, if they go forward, their, their team is better than six minor league teams in Major League Baseball, you know, and we saw Ty Delton. Uh, Ty Floyd last night strike out yep. 17 players. I mean, this is somewhat remarkable. Yeah, the the talent and depth that they have is ridiculous. And you mentioned the 17 batters that he struck out, most in a College World Series game in over a half a century. So, and, and he's their number two, by the way. Paul Skeens yeah, is the ace match. who's the projected number one overall pick in this year's Major League Baseball draft. So, They've been super fun to watch, and especially from just the College World Series standpoint, since they've been out there in Omaha, like they lose that early game against Wake Forest, have to win three games in a row to cement their spot in the World Series final, and then they go out there and win game one in incredible fashion. Go, goes to extra innings, as you mentioned, the homer in the 11th after, by the way, that incredible play out there um, in left field to end the 10th inning for LSU, so... Really, really fun to watch and pay attention to. Yeah. LSU has the opportunity, because it is a best of three, to win it all tonight. If they do, it's a pick em game against the Florida Gators. But um, I like Florida to win this one tonight. I think that this is going to go three. The under train we know very, very well in the College World Series to this point, but you're not going to have the shadows today. I mean, the wind is still blowing in and you still have a lot of the same factors when it comes to the ballpark dimensions every single game, but you're not going to have the shadows like we've had in a lot of these night games. The under nine and a half seems like a reasonable play. That's why you see a juice to the minus 125 in this spot, but I like Florida in the under today. Anything that you're excited about? No, you know, Jake Jack liked the over yesterday and it kind of made sense, but I, I, I didn't think anybody could have thought that there was going to be that kind of pitching, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so I know that's been the trend to it, but I, I think like in the NBA, once the, the number has been declared, I, I think the under's still in play. You want to go against it, but it just doesn't seem to register, really. It mm -hmm. hasn't. And, you know, when you look at it, I mean, Look, it took all the effort, and, and Carlos Belso's home run in the 11th. Uh, what do they call him? Car, uh, Carlo Bambino. Bambino. Yeah, they're they're doing Bambino. something off the play of. Creo. Um... They call him Creo. Yeah, they call him Creo. <laughs> they're they're having fun out there for sure. Um, also, the as far as the pitching matchup goes tonight, it'll be Herson Waldrop versus likely Nate Ackenhausen and the LSU bullpen. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, first pitch, noon Pacific. But Waldrop's been really, really good this postseason. ERA of 0.86. Um, the LSU bullpen has been good, too. And we know that that Ackenhausen kid, he hadn't started all year up until that last game. He struck out seven batters and had a really, really dynamic performance in his first start um, all season long. Coming in the College World Series is pretty exciting, but he was really good. So I, I don't see Florida lighting it up today um, because LSU's pitching has been good despite not being as rested as Florida. Um, 
it's just one of those games where I, I've just firmly felt like this was one of those series that was going to go three. So I, I think Florida gets it done. It stays under. And the Jello shots count. I looked it up while we were talking here right now. For uh, LSU, 37,695 jello shots at Rocco's. So the most impressive thing about LSU hasn't even been the performance on the field. It's been over there what at Rocco's. What kind of jello, what type flavored jello are in those shots, curiously? I would imagine it's like a, a, a eclectic, right? A cherry? Like, yeah, you'd have, you'd have all different flavors, I would think. I would hope. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that when I, yeah, I mean, I can remember that. That's a long time ago, jello uh, shots, you know, and, but, uh, yeah, to, too, the, the sweet, the sweeter, the worse, right? I mean, it just doesn't work out. Not at ten o'clock in the morning or seven your time, Stormy. Yeah, maybe not today for me, but it is a Sunday. You know, <laughs> you can get weird on the weekends. Who knows? Uh, let's get to some of our our NFL headlines today. And when I say headline, I use the term loosely because I'm not sure how newsworthy this is, considering we talk about a lot of these things every day, and it's just a new little wrinkle in it. So this one from ESPN's Diana Rossini talking about DeAndre Hopkins and how he's quote trying to get more teams interested after his visit yeah, sure. with the Titans and Patriots. But that's what you would come to expect for a guy in free agency going through this. He's going to take his time and he's going to see what offers are out there. Yeah, I'm not sure this is actually newsworthy. When he left Tennessee and then he left New England, it, what that tells everybody who's covered the industry for as long as we all have is the guy didn't get the deal he wanted. If New England wanted to sign him, they would have put a deal in front of him that he was willing to take. They knew his numbers. They were clear about that. So he would have been signed before he left for vacation. I'm not sure, even though New England is the favorite in the betting market, I'm not sure that's going to be the place he ends up. I think what Hopkins is hoping for, and probably more disappointed than ever, is to generate some interest, which doesn't seem to be there. Because there is some risk, and there's certainly a reward here. However, that being said, $15 $15 million of cash floating around in an offseason after a draft isn't usually available. I think if people have money, they're going to sign Cook over Hopkins, even though they play different positions. Mm-hmm. And you speak to the Patriots being the favorite. They've been continuously bet here because last time I was on with you late last week, they were an even money favorite, now minus 115. So they've taken a little bit of money the Patriots have to land D-Hop. But when you talk about like his current situation right now and teams – being gauging their interest due to stuff like he's had availability, the age issues, the practice talk and stuff like that. How much are those negotiation factors that are hindering him in this process? Not only the money. Yeah, I think they're huge. I mean, the people that say if the Patriots sign Hopkins, they're going to, there'd be a legitimate playoff team. I mean, where does that come from? I mean, like seriously, what receiver, you know, that doesn't run vertically and score a lot of touchdowns can alter the chain. Now, if they put Tyreek Hill on their team, okay, you can you can get me to go down that road, right? If they put Justin Jefferson on that team, you can get me to go down that road. But Hopkins is a control-type receiver. He'll get first downs. He averages 60 first downs in his NFL career. That's good. I mean, that's outstanding. You know, and he's typically a good jump ball receiver in the red zone. But those are not things that are going to take a team from eight wins to 14 wins or from eight wins to 12 wins. I mean, it's going to have to be a little bit more than that. And there's value in it, but there's not $15 million a year value. Look, I think what we've learned through the Hopkins situation is the contract that the Ravens gave Odell Beckham was absurd. Mm -hmm. There was really no market for it. They created the market. They did it to make Lamar Jackson happy, which it worked out fine for them, and they got Lamar under contract. But in terms of value 
in terms of performance, it clearly was an overpayment. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like that was the sentiment throughout the entire NFL after that deal got done. And with um, with everything, when it comes to that number, like you said it perfectly, like OBJ got paid in this spot because Lamar Jackson was going through everything with his contract and they were trying to make their star quarterback happy um, with everything that they were going through off the field. So it makes perfect sense. You say you don't think it's the Patriots. You have a gut feeling of where D-Hop might land when all is said and done? I think it's going to be Tennessee. I think Tennessee probably has the strongest offer on the table. He may not want to go there, but Tennessee's probably willing to pay because look at their receiving core. Burks, I mean, you know, who are they throwing the ball to? Uh, And I don't think Tennessee's tanking. I really don't. I'd have a hard time believing that Will Levis could beat out Ryan Tannehill. Mm. You're going to have to spend a lot of time convincing me of that. He couldn't beat out Sean Clifford. How's he going to beat out (laughs) Ryan Tannehill? Uh, both of those topics that we're going to have to be following leading up here to training camp, which is just about a month or so away. We've got more NFL headlines to cover and what's on Michael's mind coming up next here on the Lombardi line. We love it. We love it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. And Michael, because we were just talking about the college World Series and the run of unders 
that we have seen to this point, an 11-2-1 run to the under, mind you. Whether you are a sharp better or a public backer, everybody appears to be on the under today. 86% of the handle and 80% of bets, according to Beeson's betting splits right what, now. Which always makes you so nervous, right? Yep. I mean, do you ever feel good about it going into an NFL weekend when you're on the 96 percentile of the bet? Everybody's playing it, right? Do you ever feel good about that? I never do. Sick to my stomach, constantly. But then again, yeah. I'm, I feel like no matter what I play, I... Just him constantly and no, panic. you have to have more. Con- you but you were on a roll. You you double dipped in the hockey, yeah. in the basketball. You've been on a roll. And I mean, I've actually don't sell been. I've short. been doing well actually You're with these mush. games in Omaha. Not yet, not yet. So we'll we'll continue no, to ride I mean, this out. <laughs> I mean, the NFL is hard. Let's face it. I mean, I know to win the contest there, where you're sitting at circa, requires about a seventy four percent hold on pick games five a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, look the the. The uh, Survivor Contest, to me, I think is the hardest contest ever because it's so unpredictable and people are calculating, do I save this team for later, you know, and do I wait or what do I do? And I think that's hard because the NFL is the league of upsets and one field goal kick one way to the other. That's why it's so fascinating, Stormy. We talk about these teams that didn't make the playoffs and they're down. You know, the Packers are 8-9. and Nobody thinks they're good enough to make the playoffs. You know, but a, a kick here or two or a play there or two, and you're right there. Yeah, and when you talk about Survivor, it's interesting because on the surface you think, oh, well, how hard can that be? You just have to pick one winner yeah. every week on a full yeah. slate of games, but it is uh, I know. so much harder. I, I mean, Millie, Millie looks at me like, this is what you do for a living and you can't pick one winner? i like, <laughs> seriously? Like, yeah, well, it's really hard. You know, like, it's hard. I, I think to me – what I've learned through working at VEASAN for almost five years now is, and not that I make any bets because I don't, but uh, I think it's really about eliminating games more. I think you have to spend mm-hmm. more time saying, I don't want to play that and not think you're the expert of all games. Yeah, and what you mentioned specifically with the Packers as well, we're going to touch on that in just a little bit here on the show because there are a number of division odds specifically that leads to the question of, are these off a little bit are we looking engaging these teams maybe in the incorrect fashion so we'll talk about that in a little bit plenty of nfl still to come here on the lombardi line but something that we've been doing here lately in this off season where we have a little bit more time on our hands is gauging what's on your mind what's on michael's mind what are you tweeting about what are you thinking about i know you love the nba so today what's on (laughs) michael's mind well you know today i i was uh you know i normally start my mornings out with uh trying to research for the show, prepare, and read certain columns and newspaper articles about, you know, the NBA because we got free to prepare for free agency coming up. And there's this, there's a rumor out there that the, that the Phoenix Suns would like Tobias Harris. And, you know, he's got one year left on a contract and he's a fairly, you know, he is a good player. It's not his fault. They overpaid him. And so, you know, and then I'm reading and how much that the 76ers are asking for if they were willing to trade Tobias Harris. And, you know, they talked to Cleveland and they offered this and they they asked for a ridiculous package from Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And to me, what it tells me that even though Daryl Morey has this incredible reputation of being this unbelievable GM who's never really made it to the finals, by the way, and he's the analytical guru of the analytical community, he's in checkmate. He has nowhere to go because of his bias towards Harden. He has nowhere to go to improve his team. He can't make the 76ers better. 
He's going to re-sign Harden, which is going to limit him. Nobody's taking Harris off their hands and giving him two or three more good players. He's going to have to sign Maxi. I mean, they are truly on a spiraling ship down. And I think, to me, what's on my mind is, as they enter free agency, is they're in checkmate. And he put them in checkmate. I mean, every time they've made changes in their front office, they've actually gotten themselves worse. They went from Hankey to Colangelo and the Markel Fultz pick, and then they went to Elton Brand, who was really destroyed the franchise in the sense that signs Al Horford, doesn't sign Butler, overpays Tobias Harris, you know, and and they move forward in that way. And so now, because they've overpaid for James Harden, it's going to sink, and I don't see him getting out of this mess. I really don't. As as much as you may like Nick Nurse as a coach, and I do, I just don't see how Philadelphia, and it pains me. It pains me to say it, but I think to me this is about time I pivot and go become a Miami Heat fan for good. <laughs> Even though the Miami Heat are my second favorite team, I think I have to pivot and just say goodbye. I, I think it's time. I think the divorce has to happen, Stormy. You know, it's been a good relationship. No, it's not really been a good relationship. It's been a tumultuous relationship. Yes. You know, uh, it, it, it is. I've pivoted once before, and then they brought me back. But I think it's time to pivot again, especially considering that I think the Heat are in prime position to make a strong run. Better look out because people are going to think you're just a front runner. You're a, you know, you're a fair weather no, fan a, if you're jumping I, on the Heat now. No, I, I've always been a huge Heat guy. Uh, you know, I've been. Had, yeah, I know you had love the leadership and some, Spolstra and Pat Riley. I love and all, all that. that. I love yeah. like I, I I listen to Riley's press conference from front to center. I mean, I didn't miss a word he said. In fact, I wrote about it this morning for the Daily Coach tomorrow. You know about what he believes in and and kind of trying to educate people on what really culture stands for. So I get it, you know, but I think to me, I love the UCLA kid that they drafted Uh, to me. If I were going to pick a player, that's who I would have picked, you know, because I think to me, he does everything. Well, tough play with broke play with ankles that they had to carry him off the court in a game, you know, that the the game's not too big, played a lot of games. He's the perfect guy to fit in that role. Now, do they trade him for Damon Lillard? I don't know. But I, I just think, to me, they're they're in a really good spot, a much better spot than Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm a Jaime Jaquez fan as well. Kid's a stud. Um, where things sit right now, 76ers 18-1 to 1 in next year's championship odds. Your Miami Heat just oh, that, above that, them, that's 16 a to Jude, and, and I think that's a St. Jude's pick, Stormy. Well, I think that's a St. Jude's pick. So I, I, would, wa- rather, I, I would rather take the, the, uh, the Thunder at whatever their number is. I mean, that's a better point. I think the Thunder have a chance to be really good. That's a that's an interesting take. Well, betting eighteen to one on Philadelphia is a to me is a is a St. Jude's pick. Give the money to St. Jude's to help these kids out. Well, I know Nick Nurse has high hopes for getting the most that he possibly can out of Joel Embiid, and you know, trying to find a way to have the conditioning there. I'm. I'm wondering what's going to happen here in terms of the dollars and cents stuff for James Harden, because you mentioned it already. You have the feeling that they're going to re-sign him. He has until June 29th, so just a few more days of whether or not he's going to opt into that $35.6 million player option for next season. The belief, though, that he'll be an unrestricted free agent and have you know his pick of things, but with his relationship with Daryl Morey, um, Houston probably is not going to play out. He'll probably stay in Philly, but uh, I just... I feel like you've rubbed off on me so much when it comes to this team that I think it would – I said on the show the other day when JVT was on, he kind of laughed at me that getting rid of James Harden almost feels like addition by subtraction in a lot of ways when it comes to what they could build. 
It, right, and I think you're correct. However, the, I think the reason JVT laughed at you is because of the cap. Because if they let him walk, they can't replace his money. It isn't like they get his money. It isn't like they get his money back and they can maneuver that money into another player. They can. It's really lost. So then only they lost. They take an aging player. They overpaid for the aging player because the bias that 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 Maury wanted him and only him. And then they gave away all their draft picks. I mean, they gave away all their draft picks. I mean, they gave away a first-round pick to Oklahoma Thunder because they had to get rid of Al Horford's contract, which was, again, another mistake. So they've given away – I mean, they gave away Markel Fultz for basically nothing, and he ended up the last half of the season playing half decent. Now, I don't think he would have ever played well for Philly because he was mentally broken in Philadelphia. But to me, these mistakes compound themselves so badly that I don't think Maury has any ability to get out of them. And I think, to me, that's what was on my mind this morning is they're in checkmate. Yeah, they're in a tough situation. Uh, or, as you said, checkmate, that is the the only situation. Uh, I'm going to start calling them your thunder, by the way. 100 to 1, if you want to place that bet. Look, I think the thunder, I think Sam Presti's done exactly what the process was supposed to do. It was supposed to take on assets, but they've maintained a culture. They've got a great player in SAG. They've got a lot of great players around them. We'll see if Chet Holmgren turns out to be what he is. But to me, there's a collection of talent on that team. They've got a great young coach. I mean, you you can't argue with what they – like, they are truly the model. They are what Philly wanted to be. They just had the wrong people in place to execute it. They're starting to build, that's for sure. We got to take a quick break here, but as I referenced a little bit earlier in this block – We'll talk about the Packers and some other teams in specific divisions that maybe aren't getting the respect that they deserve. So don't go anywhere. More Lombardi line coming up after a quick break. Executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're rolling along here, hour two of the Lombardi line, as always, presented by BetMGM. Welcome in, Stormy Bonatoni and Michael Lombardi with you. Just wrapped up a great conversation with Brian Broaddus, who um, covers all things Dallas Cowboys, which was Super, super fun talking to him, an LSU alum as well. So he's been enjoying all things College World Series. Michael, I have officially placed my under wager. I think it's going to be Florida and under, but I haven't pulled the trigger um, going against Brian tonight just yet. Um, but been a fun show here so far, Michael. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's good. And uh, that LSU, that you must go. Have you done a college game in Baton Rouge yet for uh, the night game? So have I, you done a I haven't. But um, I've worked for um, SEC Network. I've done some things for them getting to go to Omaha specifically and do College World Series stuff. And one of the years I went, Michael, LSU wasn't even in it. They weren't in that final group of teams, yet their tailgate from their fans was still the biggest and best one out there in Omaha. Their fan base is so dedicated to not only the team, but the sport itself. It's so cool like how into it they yeah. are. It really is. On sun, Saturday night I don't, in Baton Rouge at, at kickoff, I mean, they've had all day to 
do their jello shots and Mike the Tigers <laughs> roaring over there in the corner. It, it, it's really, if you're a college football fan or a football fan in general, it's one of the great venues of all time, especially when this team is getting going. And I'm sure Brian Kelly will have them going right now. Oh, I'm sure. I'm so sad. So last year I was actually supposed to do um, an LSU football game out there in Baton Rouge, and I got swapped to a UNC game at the last minute, which ended up being cool. I was excited about it because I wanted to see Drake May, and like everybody had talked so much yeah. about um, the caliber of player he would be. That's when he was still on his potential Heisman candidacy type of a run if he was able to put mm-hmm. a back half of the season together. But LSU, I mean, to be in Death Valley would be pretty, pretty sick. So hopefully one day I get yeah. assigned one of those games, Michael. Let's uh, let's talk some NFL news, though. Um, my team making some headlines recently, the San Francisco 49ers, because quarterback health aside, their tight end, George Kittle, talked about one problem the offense has that he's happy about. Quote, it's really fun to be on a team that does have the problem of too many mouths to feed because Coach Shanahan does such a great job of scheming everybody into certain plays. It's just really fun to be a part of an offense that has so much talent on it. And something that I've gone back and forth about with this San Francisco team numerous times since the end of last year was, are they enough without having the quarterback really, really figured out? Like if Brock Purdy Purdy comes into this season – and he's not fully healthy yet. If if Sam Darnold's the guy or Trey Lance is the guy, am I confident enough in all of the weapons around the quarterback position that they're still going to win a good amount of games and be a contender in the NFC? What do you think? Well, I, I think certainly defense can carry them. And what they do have is they have the best yards after the catch receivers, oh, yeah. runners in football. And that takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback. Here's where they get into trouble And one of the things that Kyle has always got into trouble in his career as an offensive coach and a play caller is if they get behind in a game, they do not have a drop-back pass game. They are all play-action pass, very limited in their drop-back pass protections, you know, and and it becomes a little bit of a problem for them to play catch-up. Can they get back in it? They need to stay engaged with their run game and all their play-action stuff. So, But they do have enough skill, and you can never have enough skill as long as you define the role of the player, right? Because one of the things the Niners can do different than most teams is they substitute without substituting. Mm -hmm. So they have so many multidimensional players on their offensive skill set that they can take McCaffrey as the runner and put him in the slot, and now they're an 11 team even though they were a 12 team to start. Or they could stay in 12. Or they could go to another formation and go to three receivers and become a 10-team. They're very good, and Kyle's very good. And a lot of the throws are throws for the quarterback that he has seen in practice, and it's fairly simple execution. So, yes, I do. They're good enough on defense. Now, the one thing we do know about your team, Stormy, and you know this better than I do, durability has always been the biggest factor when it comes to them. Can Nick Bosa stay healthy? You know, can Armstead stay healthy? Can Fred Warner stay healthy? Can all their good players stay healthy? And this year, which we don't talk enough about, this year they're going to go through a little bit of change in the offensive line. McGinchy, who I don't think is an elite player, it still was a good they're going to have to find somebody who could fill that role. Yeah, you got to make sure the offensive line can stand up. But to your point about health, that's going to be so critical because in addition to the defensive players that you just called out, we've seen injury issues with Christian McCaffrey historically, Debo Samuel historically, a lot of these guys that are so critical to the success of this team. Also, because you mentioned specifically the yards after catch that a lot of these players have, 
they have guys who are, if not the best, a top five option at every one of those primary positions. And that includes fullback, which I know we don't see a whole lot in the NFL, but Kyle Juszczyk, same situation with him, George Kittle, Debo, CMC. And you think about the way that this offense was able to take another step when they went out and grabbed Christian McCaffrey a year ago from the Carolina Panthers because of exactly what you said, how you can line these guys up anyway, this offense puts defenses in a consistent bind because they can hurt you from so many different angles and not necessarily knowing what a player is actually going to do based on where they start in a formation. Um, as far as the 49er, you look at some of these props that are up on your screen right now with CMC's rushing yards and, and touchdowns, Kittle's receiving yards, touchdowns, same thing with Samuel. Um, any of these guys that you would trust most to remain healthy and hit some of these benchmarks? Yeah, well, I mean, Kittle, you know, you want to trust Kittle. I think Samuel would be a guy because I think Debo felt like the contract last year affected his ability to play consistently through the entire season, right? right? He, even though, you know, someone look at his numbers and say, well, they, he wasn't really that bad, you know? I mean, Samuel had 56 catches. He averaged oh, 11 yards, only scored two touchdowns, right? So I think he is really driven to have a great season stay healthy and have a great season. And so I would play over his totals there. I, I definitely think to me, because the contract's out of the way and he's focused on the conditioning of himself, that'll allow him to stay healthy. I certainly hope so. Um, Samuel's numbers there, 725 and a half in terms of receiving yards. And can he get over that four and a half receiving touchdowns mark? We have talked so much when it comes to free agency in the running back position, specifically about Dalvin Cook, Michael. But another player who is sitting there available that kind of surprised me that early on he wasn't picked up, Kareem Hunt, who says he does plan to play in 2023. Quote, yeah. he's just being patient. He said he's had some things come up, but right now he's enjoying his time training and just staying ready. Um, Hunt, again, like I said, I was surprised that he didn't find a home early on in this free agency yeah. process, but how much of that is just dictated by the market at this point and, and the options for running backs out there being so slim? Well, I think that's it, right? Nobody wants to pay and every, and you know, there's not a clear cut role. One of the things Kyle does such a good job is defining the role. Mm -hmm. You know, look, uh, here's the thing about Hunt that I like is he can impact the passing game too, right? McCaffrey, we talk about this all the time. McCaffrey averaged eight, nine to catch, right? Eight, nine, that's almost nine yards a catch he averaged, which is outstanding. Juszczyk averaged 11.6 a catch. Think about that, right? I mean, you know, I'm no, I'm sorry, he averaged ten point five a catch. So that's amazing. Now he had, you know, he only had fourteen catches, but still, you know, I mean nineteen catches, but still he did a hell of a job. This is where Kareem Hunt can make it a difference mm -hmm. to you. And a lot of it is gonna be are you comfortable with when he got released from Kansas City, are you comfortable with what has happened since then? I think some teams in the league that I know of, they'll still say, No, we don't want him. He was in that involved in that act he was involved in domestic violence. We stay away from that player. That has a little bit to do with it as well. Um, just because you, you bring up the the history of things with with Hunt, the news that has gone on lately with Tyreek Hill and everything that happened on that yeah. marina. Like, what's your thought process of how that could impact him in training camp and early in the season with everything that's going on off the field? I mean, Hunt, I mean, excuse me, Tyreek Hill has been able to skirt any suspensions. I mean, remember, he's only a fifth round pick, not because he wasn't talented at Oklahoma State. That's that's irrelevant. 
He's only a fifth-round pick because of what happened at Oklahoma State and the domestic violence, and they threw him off the team. And then he tried to go to Akron, and they threw him off that team. And then he tried to go to West Alabama, and they threw him off that team. And then he enters the NFL, and there's not a suspension at all. Then he got into some trouble in Kansas City. Do you remember this? And then it was investigated, and they did, the league did nothing. I have a feeling that if this is – if charges are brought against him and there's video, which apparently there is – and he's in an assault case. I think he'll have to, he'll he'll basically have violated the conduct, uh, the personal conduct rule. And there could be some form of suspension because the league has never addressed any of the other ones that he's been involved with. Well, it's crazy to me that you have these repeat occurrences and that you're not learning from your past. You're not stepping up and just like knowing yeah. when you're in a situation where you're getting upset not to be able to rein yourself back because you have been able to get away with so much in the past and play that why why would you want to put yourself in a position not to be available because this is this is your dream this is your livelihood this is your right. everything i never really understood that for guys well i i think too you know we never look at it this way but i do think kansas city had had enough right Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they had him under contract. They knew he was going to get a new deal. He was complaining, but they could have kept him. They could have kept him. But I think they felt like, look, this is getting harder to manage by the day. And what makes Hill so great is that fiery, competitive personality also becomes a liability when he's not on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very important piece to what that Miami Dolphins team is trying to do offensively. So see how things ultimately play out for him off of the field. But you just hope that these players who are so talented and so important to their teams can do the right things off of the field so that these are non-issues. We have to take a quick break here. Still plenty more to come over this final hour of the Lombardi line in about 20 minutes or so. We'll have our guy TG Thomas Gable, director of the racing sports book at the Borgata. But when we return talking some records this year and can players set a new standard in 2023, there are odds for it. Best believe it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 